Surprise! Topics. Here we are now on Surprise Topics with Jake and Dylan, the show where each of us has three to five topics prepared to discuss. Here's the twist. We don't know what each other's topics are, so the discussion will be a complete surprise. Enjoy. Well, we're recording. You ever see those videos where someone starts and they're like, are we recording? Yeah, you're recording. It's so, like, raw. like So raw. Oh, wait, are we recording? There's, like, like you, people, like, drinking, like, lean and rap music. Yeah. So they can like tell, like, tell. Oh, that was a sip of something. A sip of something. You can hear that. Are we recording? <laughs> Sorry, I didn't notice. Is everybody in? Is everybody in? Is everybody in? So I'm going on a date okay. coming up pretty soon. She asked me on the date. Really? And she, I, I told you about this, but she was like. I wasn't listening. She was like. Do you like birds? And I'm like, yes, I do. Do you want to go birding with me? Whoa. And I love birds. Basically, anyone that knows me, I'm a bird head. Mm-hmm. I'm not really that, but I just got a pair of binoculars. And I also just bought an engagement ring just to bring on the first date with have. me. Yeah. Just in case. What's the bird that you see that if you see the bird, you got to propose? Like, you know, Yeah, it's just like it has to be. Yeah, a sign. like this is a sign. Not a marsh wren, because they're so common, Yeah, too I would common. say. And not like a great, not even a, like a bald eagle, that's too obvious. I mean, maybe like a Wilson's warbler. Yeah. Or like a cedar waxwing. Or like a golden crown sparrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Something rare like that, you know, not, not just like an all-sided flycatcher. No. Maybe like a, like a dodo. You know those movies where you got... <laughs> or like you always like see in movies like some guy has like a a blue drink or something with like a with like a one of these umbrellas in it and like one of his friends says, dude you will never see me like drinking like a a, a drink with like an umbrella that's blue like who cares <laughs> people get so defensive it's like such a toxic masculinity thing it is about what you drink well, you to, oh dude you wouldn't oh, dude I can't be seen with you like drinking like that there's a video on YouTube somewhere of like. Um, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh yeah. On YouTube, and he's trying like lemon drops and like. Yeah, but he likes teas. a lot of it. And like, he loves all. Yeah, he's like, I got it. I made mean, it's a damn good drink. <laughs> <laughs> this is this one of them cosmopolitan bullshit things. Like, all right, it's pretty good. <laughs> and there's no one more manly than him. So yeah. If he likes it, let's be. Like, yeah, drink what you, drink what you want. I've even had like I've like gone out with people and like they order us like craft beer and I'm just like I'll have a Bud Light or two. Like, dude, you can't dude, do that here. It's like, am I cramping? Do you know anyone here? Yeah, it's like, who, 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 who like are you embarrassed? Good. Like, who am I embarrassing here? The bartender? What does he care? I, I, I have a soft spot in my heart for, like, Coors Light and those beers, too. It's just, it's yeah. another, it's another drink that I enjoy. Yeah, well, it's light, you know? I like a light, a light beer. Hey, the heck with that. It's not beer for my horses, it's beer for me. <laughs> um, all right, so let's just quickly come back to Bongo's. Okay. Because we were talking about it before I put the tater tots in. Yeah. Uh, here's what I have to say about bongos. Mm-hmm. What I like about bongos is that... Okay, so you have like a group of people that are playing music, you know? And not everyone there knows how to play music. 
but then you bust out the bongos and you say to the guy that doesn't know how to play music, hey man, get on the bongos and play with us. It's like inclusive. It's very inclusive. It's yeah. kind of like the tambourines, very inclusive. A lot of Low make impact, fun of but like you could add something. But too. you can add something, so you're not just like sitting there as the person not playing music. Like, yeah, so I think it's inclusive. I like it. I think everyone... So I think everyone has the ability to Everyone should have a pair of bongos in their house. Like, they should have like some a of the same... fire hydrant. Yeah. Not a fire extinguisher. No, just like a basic thing in your house. Like, if you have a dishwasher or, like, a garbage disposal, yeah. like, have a pair of bongos have, in yeah. some room of your house. You come over to someone's house. Where are the, where are the bongos? You never know when you're going to need a beat. Yeah. And it's a simple way you can just make a beat happen. Mm-hmm. I've been... Yeah, I've been doing that, like... But with a drum set, like every morning I'll get on the drum set and just pound away. Yeah. Very stressful relieving. I understand if you want like a full drum kit in your house, but if you had like some bongos in your house, I feel like that's a great way to start the day. Just get the rhythm out, you know? Get the rhythm out, start the day, like you'll feel a lot better. Feel a lot better. You have the, a, when you play music, jam, you have the you have the rhythm in you. You have that groove. It, it gives you a pep in your step. It also kind of reminds me like if you're playing bongos with your friends and stuff, and then like someone comes and like, guys, this doesn't sound good. Like it doesn't matter that it doesn't sound good. It's about having fun. Like, don't you get that? And it does sound good. And I, I think that people that are talented at bongos are, yeah. can add a lot. Oh, like, think sure. of all those, like, cop chase scene movies and, like, funk bongos and disco bongos. Mm-hmm. There's so many genres they fit into really yeah. well. We might have talked about this before, but not in depth. So I was watching a video of Marco Pierre White cooking sardines, and um, he was saying like, he was cooking sardines on the grill. He was saying, I was saying like, how do you get the sardines not to stick to the grill? I'm the last person you should ask. I was like, dude, you're the chef. <laughs> you're the last person to ask. You're a chef. What's your take on this? <laughs> wow, surprised by that. Yeah. Um, he's a one of my favorite chefs. He has like. Maybe, like, two of the top ten best restaurants in New York City. Yeah. And by maybe, like, the world by that. And I think it's just maybe, like, obviously he knows how to not get the sardines to stick. Yeah. But it's a little chef humor. Yeah. It's a little, inside, it's a little yeah. wink, you know. A little wing. I'm the last person to ask. Yeah. <laughs> He's just, it's just macking. Yeah, he is mac. He's macking on the viewer. He's humble. He's humble, yeah. He says that sardines just stick a lot. It sticks a lot. He also does things like, how much to put in? It's your choice. <laughs> it's a very cool chef thing to do. Like, hey, like, I'm not, I'm not telling you what to do. Just giving you some guidelines. I was like, just, if anyone's out there... Give me background. I've been in the food industry for like ten years, yeah. professional level, Michelin level, and the one thing that I feel like people that I come across that don't have any experience with cooking, they get so stuck to the recipe, mm-hmm. and it's all about having fun. Like really, it is. Yeah. You learn the basics, and the recipe, it's. T- People get taken so seriously, like get the teaspoons out. You get to a certain level where it's a pinch of that, throw this, yeah. a little bit of whatever you're feeling. It's all personal. It's very easy to make. It's very delicious. And it has that sense of occasion. And the real beauty of it is the way you engage with your guests and your family. There it is in the middle of the table. and Everyone takes what they wish. It's a celebration dish. I want you to finish this sentence. Okay. There are two kinds of people in this world. Mm-hmm. There are two kinds of people in this world. 
those that have read Lord of the Rings and those that haven't. <laughs> what category are you? I've read like one and a half of them, so. <laughs> so what category does that make you? So I guess I'm just kind of a weird Martian. <laughs> so, <laughs> two kinds of people in this world. People have read Lord of the Rings, people that haven't, then people some started them. Started so there's them. three kinds of people. Yeah, so. I mean, I read The Hobbit and I read the first one, so. I, I don't know, I'm kind of cool, you know. But whenever I like meet someone, they're like, no, I've read the entire Lord of the Rings series. I'm like, douche. That's like sick. That's so cool. That's so cool. I wish I did that too, because I read the Game of Thrones books, and it's just like, now it just feels like such a waste of time. I know. I know. I spent hours reading those books. I never read Harry Potter, but I don't care about that. Whenever someone says, I read all the Harry Potters, then cool. What? What would you have? I could read a children's book if I wanted to. There's, there's so many of those, I feel like, in movies, you always see just like, there's like a serious moment in a movie where it's like, hey, son, two kinds of people in this world. Mm -hmm. People that those give that, up on their dreams and those that don't. Those that don't. It's always like super simple. Son, there's only two types of people in this world. Those that are kind and those that are unkind. <laughs> yeah, that's what it's like. But it's just funny because you just see it all a lot, a lot and... Obviously, you've seen the, that scene so many times that there's definitely more than two kinds of people in this world at this point. Yeah, that's a bit like a... Binary. Binary. Very black and white way of looking at it. That question itself was, was, was what black, I was saying. Was pretty black and white. <laughs> I needed it to work because I work. I didn't want it to just look tough. I needed it to be tough. Okay, so... Um, another thing that Marco Pierre White said, I'm kind of on a Marco Pierre White kick lately, and he said, like, when you, like, don't see, like, like when you get your fish, talk to your fishmonger, and, or, you know, it's like, or, like, talk to your butcher, and it's like, so they say, talk to your butcher, your fishmonger. Is this, like, a, a lost relationship? Because, like, I don't know any, I don't know, I'm, I don't personally know, like, my fishmonger or my butcher. Like, do, do you know people that have, like, a good relationship? Like, hey, what's up, Jeff? Your fishmonger. I actually do. And like talk to your fishmonger, you know, about what's going on. You know, I feel bad for you because I do. Yeah. And I also haven't seen him in a while, but and I don't know his name. Mm hmm But I do have a good relationship with him. And we, whenever I go shopping for fish. Yes, talk. I'm like, so what's good this week? Oh, yeah. And he says, I got some like wild line cod, black cod. Mm -hmm. And I said, it'll be three pounds. That's cool. And I trust him. Yeah. It's like a trust. I feel like a good fishmonger. Because if he recommends a bad fish to you, it's over. It's over for him and for you. Yeah. And especially for you. Yeah, definitely. But he wants you to come back. Yeah, so he wants to give you the best recommendation and he the best He has no slice. reason to lie to you. No, Unless you have, if you have bad fish and you're a fishmonger and you sell your bad fish just to try to make a cheap buck. Yeah, then you're a bad fishmonger. You're not a fishmonger for very long. No. Very. Because word out. gets out. Yeah, it does. Like, don't go to like, oh, Jeff? Don't go to him. Don't go to Jeff. He yeah. sold me a week old, you know, skate. Yeah. And I got sick. Remember I missed your cousin's Cousin wedding? Thing. That's because I got it from Jeff. That's true. If if word gets out that you got like that your fish got one person sick, you're done. That's the worst thing that can happen. Yeah. We want. This is what this is what good business is. 
applies to all levels of business. Mm -hmm. Make people happy. Yeah. And that goes double for people that serve food. But anytime you have something, and also for people that serve drugs, too. Me? Yeah, Any, ask any drug dealer. Yeah, don't sell bammer weed. Selling drugs to people, and you're like, yo, I got fire, and you get it, and it's like, this is the worst thing. I have a headache, or as I've never done drugs. Yeah. Don't go call me yet. Yeah. yeah. And, it's no good reason to rip someone off. Yeah. Or you like, put like hella meth in your fucking like, molly. It's like, dude, like, that meth you sold, or that molly you sold me was sketch. Like, I'm not buying from you again. Exactly. And so you got to have a drug dealer approach to being a fishmonger in a way where yeah. it's like you want repeat business. Yeah. It's not even the one-time score. Mm-hmm. The one-time score, okay, cool. You're putting like, you're pulling a prank on someone basically. Yeah. And there's people that do that and that's fine. But the if you want out. a good business, you have to have repeat business. And that repeat business, quality. Yeah. Fish. Fish. I'm going to take you to the farmer's market this Sunday. Yeah, take me. We'll talk. Same goes for the butcher, too. Good butcher. Oh, good butcher's great. Yeah. You know what's a good butcher? I like to talk. I had a relationship with my butcher a couple of years ago. I, mean, I just moved. We didn't have, like, a falling out or anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we had a big fight. So I heard you're going to Lenny up the block for your meats. Yeah. You go to, especially if you're making soup or like broth, go and ask, go and ask the butcher, do you have any bones back there? Because hmm. it's not in the showcase, but, but they're sitting on a stockpile of bones. Yeah. And you can make the next soup with the bones that. No. Interesting. So if you're ever around and you're like thinking about soup, always, that's a, just a good question mm-hmm. to ask. Yeah. Yeah, you got any soup bones back there? Oh, yeah. And normally I'll just give them to Come you. Come on back. Come or back. Not, but yeah, but yeah. Here you go. That's, that's tight. Remember that story I told you about? About the guy that was a big Yankees fan? Yes. That guy was a butcher. Tell it to the uh, <laughs> Tell that to the, the people. Tell it to the people. That's a good baseball story, too. It's a good yeah. short story, a good New York story, baseball story. But basically, I was in the butcher shop, which is already cool. This guy's had a butcher on the Upper West Side in New York City for... You know, 50 years. He's seen some stuff. Oh, yeah. He's a big, fat, unhealthy hamburger every single day for lunch. Mm -hmm. Well done. Like, Coca-Cola. He eats the meat. Like, doesn't fit in any space, no matter how (laughs) much space he's in. Fat, ugly, butcher, salt, or, or, like, New York guy. And I love him. Obviously, anyone there's a community guy. He's been serving meats for the community for so long. They all know him. They all love him. Kind of guy that'll, like, give a little piece of prosciutto or sausage to, like, the boys coming in. Yeah, has a piece of your dog. Has maybe. some dog stuff, you know. That's this guy. Try to paint a picture. And you walk in, and it's like, everything's old, and there's little tablecloth. And I walk in one day. It was, like, 2017. And I was wearing a Yankee shirt. I have a D.D. to Gregorius uh, jersey. Yeah. Um, I'm normally, you know, Mets fan, I gotta just say. And the Oakland A's are also great this year because I've been watching them. But for whatever reason, I had a, a Yankee shirt on. Mm-hmm. And he says, 
sees me and I'm just waiting in line. He's like, hey, you. And I'm like, oh. Me. And I'm like, me, what? I'm just coming in to get a couple chops or whatever. Yeah. You like the Yankees? And I'm like, yeah, I'm excited. I'm rooting for them in the playoffs and I'm, the playoff game was happening. Yeah. I had just gone to a game or something. Maybe I got the jersey there. So I'm wearing it. And he's like, hang on right there. I got a story for you. Okay. He goes in the back and I'm just sitting there and I'm like waiting. And I'm like, oh man. This guy has a crazy, like, awesome, old-school New York story for me about a time he, like, m- met Derek Jeter and, like, f- like saved him from, like, a car wreck or something, like, pulled him out of a fiery car accident was the kind of story I was expecting him to say. Yeah. And so he finally comes back, and he's telling me about this story. He's like, all right, you like the Yankees, right? When I was your age, the Yankees were so good. They won every single year. They were the best team in baseball, and no one could beat them. And I said, yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. He's, and, I was, and he was like, yeah, and that's it. That that's was the story. That's the story. Simple as that, huh? I wanted to hear, I was expecting the... the so crazy, like, oh, then I ran into, like, yeah. And that happened at a butcher. He was a butcher, and he had just wanted to tell me that when he used to watch the Yankees, they were good, but then he, they're not as good now. Reason number one, Yankee fans are like this. Why, thank you, everybody, for listening to this podcast. Thank you, guys. Thank we you. Love you. Be, 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 be. Here's a little music for you. Yeah. <laughs>